Welcome to our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you're here. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about Jesus loving God and serving each other. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com and find us on Facebook at Clemson Foothills Church. At CFC, we're just a group of people following Jesus and helping others do the same. So hopefully this podcast will be useful to you. Now let's dive into the episode for this week. Um, we've all had an opportunity to continue to go through First Peter, and, and uh, part of that uh, is so we can start to get the flow of this letter that Peter wrote, right? That we're getting an idea of, hey, why are you saying what you're saying, and what are you saying? When you just read this one time through, this can be kind of a harsh, uh, uh, kind of a harsh-sounding letter at times. Um, so here we are, right here in the middle of. 1 Peter chapter 2, and um, just like last week, he said, rid yourself of all malice and deceit and all these things. So how's that gone so far? How's the ridding gone? <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Man, it is a, this is hard. And I appreciate what Pat was sharing, because one of the things that the Word is calling us into is into this direct conflict, right? I mean, there really, there's not an easy way that we can just go, man, you know what? I think today I'm going to rid myself of all malice. <laughs> and man, I nailed that thing. And it's great because we do have times where you're just like, yes, man, this is good. Then there are other times like our real selves are staring at us. And we're going, why on earth am I even thinking this way? Why does it even come? You know, and it, it calls us into this battle right here. And Peter, I mean, how do you not love this guy? You know, so he's... He's going through these things, and then as we pick up uh, today, uh, we're picking up right here in verse um, 13 is where we we left off at 12 last week. We're going to pick up here at 13. And um, so a couple of things to remember. Something that's helpful for me as we're studying through the Scripture is to remember, okay, where has he brought us from? What's his, what's his like simple flow of thought here? And first and foremost, he's reminding these disciples that are out there in, in what we know of as Turkey and Asia Minor, and he's saying, remember something. And I think this is, you know, we've come to this conclusion as well, a remembrance that me and you are foreigners and exiles. Yes. And, and that, that can be a tad bit of a tough pill to swallow, depending on like what your experience is here. OK, is this is this is a tough one because, um, you know, we're taught in our country like the highest level of honor oftentimes is allegiance to our country, except the scripture is teaching us an allegiance to something different. Right. And so Peter's reminding them like, hey, yes, you live in the Roman Empire and you live, uh, you know, in these areas, but you're not a citizen of those areas. And hopefully we're remembering this as as we're going through. We are foreigners and exiles. Now, here's the the thing. And this may just be uh, something that, that we think, man, this is so simple. But he's reminding us that Jesus is our king, like the kingdom we're citizens of. Jesus is the king. 
right? And, and here's why I say that is, um, how often do we pay attention, even as we're reading the scripture, we see Jesus Christ, and we don't realize that he's giving Jesus a title with that. Jesus Christ isn't a last name. It's a title. The anointed one, the Messiah, the king. All right, so when he's saying that, original hearers would go, oh, yes, I get that. He's the king. A lot of times for us, Jesus Christ is just like Jesus is first in his last name. Okay, and, then, and think about that for a second because we, we can, we can kind of just kind of breeze on through that. We forget, hold on a minute, Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Christ, he's reminding us of something that there's a king. There's a king and we can't forget that. And his way is eternal life, even in the struggle. Even in the wrestling match, even when it's tough, the, the eternal life is not performance based, okay? Eternal life is, is being in that battle. Eternal life, that's what's so strange about it, and, and it's really, it's hard to understand without entering into this, is it's strange to go, hold on a minute, you mean I can wrestle like that dude in Psalm 77 and be living eternal life at the same time? See, that doesn't make sense to the world. The world is like, no, no, no. When all of my circumstances are perfect, when, I, when everything is going the way that they need to go, and I'm happy and I'm joyful and I'm getting what I want, then that's eternal life. Except what was really great is, is Ami reminded us this morning at his baptism, or this afternoon at his baptism, is a prayer. This is eternal life. Do you remember? How, how did that end? Do you remember? How that ended? No sorry. Life, that they know you, you know, true God, Jesus Christ, you are so. Yes. Yeah. It's no pressure, man. He's ice at the free throw line, man. And so I was like, yeah, but that's exactly right. But it's that idea, man. This is eternal life. Right? I mean, Jesus puts that out there. And so remembering that's what's supposed to be strange to the world. It's like, oh, man, there's these people. And they're. They're following this king who's teaching them how to live in this kingdom. And it's really hard. But see, this king has put his spirit inside of them. And even when it's difficult, there's a quality of life they have that I can't quite explain. Right? Even when the circumstances aren't right. Why? Because the money, like the treasure is Jesus. Right? It's like, yes, it's it's him. It's like, thank God that we have Jesus who he's a king who also said, man, I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. Right? I mean, so these are just these underlying things. You know, there's there's a uh, when, when I run, a, I have this cleaner thing on my computer and it always asks me like they, it tells me that there's things running in the background. <laughs> I don't like, I don't know what that means. Okay. It says you have things that are slowing your computer down and they're constantly running without you seeing them. Okay. And, and here's the thing is, these are the things that are constantly running as Peter's writing this is all of these things. Okay. It is this. Yeah. That, I, man, that was on the fly too right there. Joe. I just, I looked at my computer. I'm like, why is it so slow at times? Okay. Uh, but these, these don't slow us down. So don't take that, you know, too far. All right. 
So here's the interesting thing is we, we just read a section of scripture that may sound a tad bit harsh to your ears, okay? Let me remind you of this. Verse 13, submit to every human authority. Whether to the emperor as a supreme authority or governors, household slaves, submit with all fear to your masters, not only the good and gentle, but also the cruel. Right? These, this, is, this is sounding harsh to our ears. Okay? And our goal isn't to dig through this to find out what, what this doesn't mean. Right? It isn't necessarily to do that. It's to look at this and go, hold on a minute. There, there's something here and, and asking ourselves, why does this sound so strange and, and harsh to our ears here? Because what can happen at its deepest core is that we may be believing a gospel that doesn't include submission at all. When we read this, when we read something like this, submit to, submit to, in chapter 3, submit to, we see that, and this, this like throws everybody on like social media into a frenzy, man. Oh my goodness, you can't say that, you can't say that, but here's the truth of the matter is, this is exactly what Jesus has already called us to. Yeah. If anyone will follow me. He must take up his cross, deny himself. You see what I'm talking about? Is he's already told us in every case, you must submit to the king. Like this isn't a new teaching, and sometimes we go to it and we're like, why is this new? This is so strange that he's asking me to be in subject or submissive to. Right? And it's so I mean, it's just easy to get angry and upset. But here is this gospel and the gospel that we believe, the gospel, the true gospel, the natural calling is submission. There's a new king. All right. That, that is the essence of this announcement. There is a new king. The implication is to be in his kingdom requires submission. This is a normal aspect. This is, there's a new king. Enter the kingdom. Be with him. Be made like him. Learn from him how to live in this new kingdom. All right? That, that right there, I mean, when we're hearing Jesus and he says, hey, here I am, repent, for the kingdom is near, but repent and believe the good news, okay? This is what he's talking about. He's saying there is the gospel of the kingdom, and at the core is we're being asked to submit to something in someone. And, and sometimes maybe what we need to do is we go into these passages that can be so easy to go. Let's not really look straight at these because these can be really tough and make people upset to read them. It's to go, hold on a minute. Let me start at the core. All right. If submission is something that I am like, like just upset about then we have to go all the way back and go Jesus me and you need to talk I don't like this submission I don't like it at all alright except Jesus is saying no you gotta understand I've already called you to this alright now Peter's talking about some specific issues and he says submit uh, to every human authority because of the Lord is there uh, submit to every human authority because of the Lord. When you're reading this, are you attentive enough to see what he's writing? 
Or have you already been stuck at submit to every human authority? <laughs> submit to every human authority. Submit to every human authority. Okay. See, that would be rotten if it was just left that way. Because of the Lord. That, that's what we're gathered around right now. That's what we're talking about when he's talking to us and he's teaching us how to have, how to live eternally today. He's telling us, man, that you want to know what? The world has taught us something that is wrong and it's not in the will of Jesus and it's not the kingdom of God. Submit to every human authority. All right, let it sink in. Let that sink in just a little bit. All right, the more we sit there and stare at it, the more we're like, man, you know, let the walls come down. Okay? Don't, you know, but Keith, Keith, in the Greek, does it say something else? Yes, it says the same thing in Greek words. Okay? There's no getting around it, man. I mean, I know we like to do that, you know? Like, oh, let me do an end around with the Greek or something. No, 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 no. Submit to every human authority. So, man, we can almost stop right there because of the Lord. But let's go on. We're just going to add on to this. Whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, and if you're aware of kind of the Roman Empire this time, who was the emperor? Do you remember? Kind of like in the mid-60s A.D.? Nero, yes, okay? And if you read anything about Nero, okay? I mean, sometimes... Let me take a moment here, okay? Uh, that sometimes in the Christian world, we will take ideas and we will run with them so far. And it, it ruins credibility, quite honestly, okay? And I know that people, you probably heard sermons and people talk about Nero and he's like, all he knew was satanic activity and he did rotten and terrible things, okay? There's no doubt. Absolutely a rotten human being, but at the same time, you want to know what? Man, he was known to be, to do some really great things for the Roman Empire, really benevolent things and really helpful things. Why do I say that? Because I'm like a Nero fan? No, 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 no. But what I am saying is, if you hear something, you go, you know what Nero did? He burned Christians. He did it. Yes, yes, yes. He was an evil man. Okay? But at the same time, man, don't lose your credibility because there are so many things that have been made up in the name of Christianity about him. Don't lose your credibility to make a point. You know what I'm saying, okay? Nero was rotten, okay? That's all, I mean, yes, you want to know what? He killed and persecuted Christians. He lied about Christians. There's all those things that happened, okay? And this is who their emperor was. Now, on top of that, they lived in Turkey, okay? So they had some governors and those things over them, probably that was, that the emperor had appointed. So probably not super people either, Okay, but why I bring that up is because, you know, when we read that, we go, oh, man, this would be great if I had to obey this in the first century, like in Rome, that would be really tough. But we're asked to obey here now today. President Biden. Your boss. The governor, the mayor, you know, come on. Like, I want you to just let all of the excuses come into your head of why you're righteous and not honoring them. Let them all come in, man, and stand in front of Jesus. And go, Jesus, you don't know, man, Nero wasn't as bad as the people today. 
<laughs> Say what? Uh, I'm just saying this is a this is one of those sections where it is like, man, in, in the Christian world we are entrenched in on our on our like battle lines. We are entrenched, man, because it's this idea of no, you know what? We can have a president that one day he's gonna be God. We, we don't live in a Christian nation. We don't live in a Christian nation. This isn't a theocracy. All right? This is the, the point isn't how can we go find somebody and then when we put them in, we go, okay, the, because he agrees with me, he's got Christian values. Right. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. This section right here may be the thing in our world today that would see the world look at the church so differently. To go, hold up a minute, man. Listen, here's the deal. If there is somebody in charge, here, here's what, what I am taught and what I am told. Submit to every human authority, whether it's the emperor's stream authority or governors, those who uh, are sent out uh, by him to punish those who do what's evil and to praise those who do what's good. For it's God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Yeah. Not silence the ignorance of foolish people by arguing with them. <laughs> Not by having a, a stance, not by having a political take. All right? He didn't say that. He said, no, no, no. Here's the thing follow Jesus. Love God and love your neighbor. Okay? Uh, he, he goes on as God's slaves, live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a way to conceal evil. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. Uh, to me, I, I'm, just, I'm reading that. I think this is calling us to some pretty like radical repentance when it comes to how we're interacting in our own world as Christians and as a church. I honor the emperor. What? Yeah, I'm going to tell you how the emperor is wrong and all the things he's doing wrong. And all the reasons why I hate him. And all the stories people say about him. And, and again, if you're sitting there and you're trying to go, man, he, Keith must really have voted for President Biden. Like, man, he's, well, I didn't know Keith was liberal. You know, it doesn't matter. If Donald Trump was in office, you would probably say, man, I didn't know Keith voted for Donald Trump. Okay? Because in not attacking the other one, you automatically think you're for you see what's wrong with the world? Yep. It is going, I got no, I got no dog in that fight. That's the world. <laughs> we're not citizens of that world, right? Is we we aren't citizens, but we're called to live in a way eternally today, right? And he says, do this. Why? Because of the Lord. Yeah. Isn't that great? Because of Jesus. Do that. Is that a good enough reason for us? Is that a good enough reason to not go and tonight, like, um, you know, whatever, whatever we do. I have no idea, so I'm not even trying to hit the bullseye with your life on this. But, like, if it's like, man, I'm going to go home and fill myself up so I can complain about our elected officials. You know, it's just like, man, that's got to be repented of and stopped immediately. Yeah. Right? I mean, that just has to quit. Why? Because of the Lord. But don't you think what our president's doing? You understand? This is because of the Lord. That's it. 
why don't you get involved more? You can help out. You wonder what? My king it knows how to do this better than anyone. Right. And I trust him. That's who I trust, okay? And whether uh, to the emperor is a stream of authority, but look at that right there. He says, this is God's will. Have you ever asked yourself that question? What is God's will in my life? I don't know what God's will is in my life. He says, here's what it is. This is, a, this is one little portion of it, that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Isn't that interesting? They say, hey, you may live in a world full of chaos and strangeness and all these things, and here's how I want you to enter into that world. Go and do good. Like not getting into, isn't that hard today, though? Yeah. This is really tough because I feel like everyone wants to fight. Yeah. Everybody wants to fight. It's like, oh, man, I want, I have my thing, and let's get into it about that. And we're going to fight about all of these different things instead of going, you know what would be great? Let's do good. Let's do good. And then, listen, the, the rest of the stuff people have to figure out, okay? Household slaves, submit with all fear to your masters, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the cruel, right? I mean, this is one of those passages where I think really cuts to the heart of who we are, I think, as people, because this is, these are passages that were used by people to hurt people, okay? And you look at that and you're like, oh my goodness, man, these were the kind of verses that oppressed people. These were the kind of verses that, that we used to humiliate and hurt and kill other human beings, right? And so there's no way we can read this and not acknowledge that as something that's real in our own history and our hearts and emotions and all those things. But then when you read this again and you go, oh man... He's asking me to do something. And he said, not just to those who are good, but also to those who are cruel. It says it brings favor. That sounds like a good thing. It's not just the good ones. And, and maybe we could draw this out a little bit more and even think of like on a much more superficial level, like the different authorities we struggle with in submission and subjection to. And what we end up doing is complaining oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I get it. I'm the same way. It's just really easy. I told Abby that it's really easy for me. Like I can get in places and just get on my high horse. Like, oh, that nun. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. You know, and go, man, stop. That's not godly. That's not living eternal life today. Right? Is He said, not just with those who are gentle, but also with those who are cruel because it brings favor. If, if we're mindful of God's will, someone endures grief from suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if you sin and are punished and endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer, if you endure it, this brings favor with God. That last section right there is going to fall flat. And it's fallen flat with me before when I thought, okay, favor with God, what's the big deal? <clears throat> like, I want justice today. I want what I want today. I want, it how it, I want the world to be the way it should today. I want things to be how I want them to be. I want all of those things. And he says, except when we're treated poorly and unjustly, he said, here's the interesting thing. When somebody says something false about you and you endure it, he says, this brings favor with God. I mean, can you imagine how it, that, like that sentence right there is so amazing 
right? Is if Jesus were to come up and go, hey, man, do you want favor with God? Yes. That's what I want. Right? It's, it's all caught up here as Peter's writing this in this concept of submission. Right? We have this idea of submission here. Submission is the spiritual discipline that frees us from the everlasting burden of always needing to get our own way. I like that. I think we all are alike. I think we all can feel the same thing as we want at our deepest level our own way. Yeah. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Remember that? James chapter 1. What causes fights and quarrels? You want something and you don't get it. Right? Wow, man, isn't this... You you think of the beauty of the teaching right here. And again, Peter's not writing something new. Peter is just expressing something that he was taught to by Jesus. And he's passing this along. And can, you know, you read about Peter and you think he knows a little bit about this? A little bit about kind of like, no, I want it my way. Right? I'm, I'm going to have it my way. Jesus, I know what you said, but I'm going to do it still this way. Right? And it's this idea, this is a man speaking who has been free. Wow, man. You mean living eternal life today has to do with Submission? Like that frees me not having to have it my own way. There's a, there's a few voices that will be inside of our head, okay? Is I have to have it my way. Have you ever have you ever got to an argument because something wasn't done your way? Have you been married before? <laughs> I know. Listen, when we argue, I always think that I am absolutely 100% right, and so is my way. And you know what? Abby thinks the same thing. No! It's crazy! No, 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 no. You, you mistake me completely. <laughs> no, I'm not. You don't understand. Okay? Because what will they think? 
Like there isn't anything less masculine, right, than going, what? You mean I back down? I yielded to someone else? No, I mean, I, listen, I get the sentiment, okay? But what I'm saying is, is there's like real voices that are going on, okay? Uh, and, and again, like there's wrestling match with this. This isn't calling for people to just passively allow like the world to run over the kingdom of God, okay? I mean, that's not what it is. But this idea of this yielding and this submission because of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. right? People, uh, you know, this, this is pretty common voice, I think, at least people I've talked to about this, is there's an idea that we can believe everyone's trying to take something from me. Everyone's trying to take something from me. And we may not, like, say it exactly like that, but we may defend ourselves like we mean it. Like, no, 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 I'm defending everything I have about me because you're trying to take something from me. Whether it's my worth or my identity or something like that, you're trying to take something from me, okay? Or just the idea of the unsubmissive voice in our head is, this just isn't fair. This isn't fair. Right? Except there's these other, if my clicker will work, yes. There's these other voices. This is like what Patrick brought up is the use of God's word. And how do we use it to to put down like the attack of Satan, right? Is this, I have to have it my own way. What leads me to think of is, no, actually, my king is sovereign over everything. He can decide to do and act however. He can, he's brought nations against his own people. Right? He's changed circumstances. He's done all kinds of things. So I don't have to have it my way because I worship and live under a king who knows how to run his kingdom. Amen. You know, I hate the bullet thing. Exactly. Is it running in the background? Is that what happened? <laughs> There's some kind of delay because the screen I'm looking at right here is frozen. So let's see what happened. What will people? Here, this is my wrestling match. Okay, is this idea of what will people think? What will they think about this? Are they going to think bad things? Whatever. Is here's the truth: is, is when Jesus said, "Hey, come and follow me," and He says, "Deny yourself." In fact, in, in fact, die. We, we got to see old Omni die. You know, old Keith died in the water of baptism, right? And, and that what that freed me up to do is not have to make a whole lot out of me. Like, people are going to think so. You know what's crazy? Is I have been spent uh, the vast majority of my life worried about what people will think. You know what's interesting? That worry has never stopped people from thinking whatever they're going to think. That's what's amazing to me is I'm like the dumbest guy on the planet, okay? Because I'm like, if I can just worry about it enough, people will start thinking good things, okay? Except going, hold on a minute, I actually have been freed from that. And that's a great thing, okay? Is uh, are people actually trying to take things from me? Well, no. Remember Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. I don't like anything. We could have our homes right now pillaged completely, everything taken away. And you know what? We have everything. We have everything. And that, that's one of those things, again, it's like, yeah, it sounds great and it's a great sentiment, but this is where we, as Pat was bringing up, applying our heart 
to this and, and, and marinating in this going, hold on a minute, this, this isn't fair, but God is my stronghold. Right? I mean, that, that's one of the things is, 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 man, this just isn't fair. But God is my stronghold. Like, whether it's fair or whether it's not fair, that's... Is, is in a stronghold, you're safe. And there may be things happening in the world that aren't fair, but again, we are citizens of this world. Right? We, we live in a different world with a different thing, and I trust God, who is sovereign, to be taking care of these things. This is what we talked about before. It shouldn't be a surprise when Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come to me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. That's dying to ourselves and follow me. Right? This, so this passage that we're reading, this is normal Jesus teaching. Hey, but he's just bringing it up, and Peter's putting like a, a very like a clear point onto it of going, hey, you know the authorities that me and you live under? Submit to them. And don't get caught up in what they're doing and how they're doing it. In fact, do good. All right, let, let other people talk, do good. All right, honor the emperor, love the brotherhood. Right? And we see those two things. One is good, and one is, it's like, man, loving the brotherhood. Yeah. All right? Honor the emperor. You know, again, this is going to wrestle. From wherever you're standing on the spectrum, man, this could be really, really tough. Right? This could be a tough one. But this really is true. Submission is the only, the only reasonable response to the gospel of the kingdom. In every area, it's the only reasonable response. And I know, you know, again, we may go, but no, it can't be. This is way too difficult. But we haven't even got to the good part yet. This is the good part in this section right here. I mean, if you want something, this is this is where it's at right here, okay? Is, is we might still be, I know there's there's some of us we're stuck with this, we're still here going, submit to every human authority. What the heck is wrong with this guy? Okay, like we move past that, okay? We're here. He says, okay, a calling. Okay, now what do you know about Jesus? What do you love most about Jesus? What do you love most about our Father in heaven? What are, what are some things that you love most? That he loves me the way. What love? Right. I love that you, you don't just love, you are love. <laughs> right? What do you say? That he loves me the way I am. <laughs> yeah, okay, but there's that. But what else do you really, really love? Selfless. He's a high priest from there with our suffering. Selfless. Man, he's empathetic and compassionate, right? He's a high priest. You know, I mean, what else are you thinking? What comes to mind? I really love. He's gracious. He's gracious. He saved us from sin. Yeah, merciful. He, man, he rescued us, right? Okay? And remember all of that because for we were called to this, what he just shared. That, that our, our Father in heaven, who is merciful and compassionate and loving and empathetic, and he, he rescues us and all these things, that same, that very Father, he said, for you, me and you were called to this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving an example that you should follow. Right? This gets to the core of us following Jesus. 
is this is the example uh, that you should follow, okay? Um, you should follow the steps. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. All right? That's a tough one. So we were called to this. We were called to live in a world where we're supposed to be respectful and reverent, even of those who all they have is authority over us. We're called to live in this world. We're called to make a difference. And I think all of us would say, you know what? There isn't anyone who's ever changed our world like Jesus. And, and he's giving us the blueprint right here. He didn't commit any sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he was spoken against, when he was yelled at, when he was made fun of and mocked and all those kind of things, said he did not. Wouldn't that have been better if he did? I mean, couldn't you imagine that debate? Jesus versus the Pharisees. I mean, go on YouTube. There's lots of debates on YouTube, right? It's like we think debate is what's going to like win people over. And Jesus could have had the greatest debate of all time. Right? Me versus the Pharisees. You want to say something? Okay. Let's go. Except that's not what happened. It said he just was quiet. He didn't revile return. When he was suffering, he didn't threaten This is one of those embarrassing voices inside my head because I am a silent threatener. You know? I, I mean, I, when my kids were little and something would happen at school or something, and, and I'm in my head, and one time out loud, this kid was bullying a priest, and I was like, you go tell the kid to bring his dad down to school. <laughs> the threat. I'm a <laughs> that's exactly not what Jesus did right I mean isn't that crazy is in my heart of hearts I'm going but it's my son I need to protect him by doing exactly what Jesus didn't do he didn't threaten but he and, and here's that section right there that I love so much because when I ask myself why why on earth should I do this I, I feel very strongly like don't feel like because I'm like saying things about our, we should not be involved in all these different weird things with our government and fighting. Don't, don't take that to me that I don't feel things strongly and deeply. I do. I, I could definitely be just a complete, angry, loudmouth kind of like throwing things out. Okay, I could do that. Okay, But here's the thing. This is what Jesus did. He didn't do those other things because he entrusted himself to the one who judges justice. See, that, that's the difference right there. Man, why? I want to speak up. I want to say something. I want to fight back. I want to, you know, whatever. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that, okay, so he said, man, he went to the, he died so that having died to sin, do you remember when that happened? Well, it will happen every day, hopefully, but there was a time when we were just like, I'm dying to sin, and I'm being raised again, and that was when we were baptized into Christ. Having died to sin, we might live for righteousness. You have been healed by his wounds. Okay, so think about that for a second. 
He said, you've been healed. Do you feel healed? Or a little bit still a work in progress? Like a little bit like there's still some stuff there? A little bit like, hey, there's a lot of these things that I don't feel super healed by. But let me kind of like share this a little bit in a deeper way. Do you remember when the paralytic was lowered down through the roof at the feet of Jesus? Do you remember what he told the paralytic? Do you remember the healing that took place? What was the the thing that Jesus said to him? Your sins are forgiven. Put yourself in that man's shoes. Okay? It's, hold on a minute. I came to you so I could walk. And you said you healed me, but I can't walk. All right? Because there's a completely different lens that Jesus is working through here. Okay? Which is like, no. Listen, you can live in this world on that map. And you can do the will of God. And you can be completely faithful. And when it comes down to it, there is a healing that takes place. Son, your sins are forgiven. Your soul is healed. Right? And it's really, sometimes that's, a, that's one of those things we don't pay a lot of attention to, is that Jesus heals our soul. And, and there still is stuff in this world. You were healed by his wounds. We were like sheep going astray, but now return to the shepherd and guardian of our souls, which again, so this section here, just like we've been talking about, this is like, this is what we must marinate in. Because just a reading of it, we may be able to like say some of it, but the reality happens as we just marinate in this and then we apply it to our lives. Man, there were some things that happened What did my king do? How do I live eternal life here in this chaotic place that we that we um, are in? Okay. John writes this. He says, "If anyone says, right, the one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked." That's our challenge. That's that is that idea of what me and you kind of like our marching orders is. We should walk in the way that he walked. That means live how he lived. And we just read something, you know, that we're going, this is how he lived and this is how he died. And he didn't curse the emperor. He didn't curse the governors. He didn't curse. He didn't have an entire speech condemning all of the wrong of the Roman Empire. He didn't do any of those things. Said he just... It's funny because there's a lot of like connecting points for me as I was studying this out. One of them is this: when it comes to submission, for me, what's what I owe is is a remembrance for me. It's how much submission and what I do with my mouth go hand in hand. Remember James? He said, "Man, the tongue is like." And it's like a fire, man. It's like a rudder. It's like, you know, he's like, this thing will take us places that are not good to go. Right? And do uh, you remember the other thing he said? Any any man who can control his tongue is what? Mature. Yes. Mature. 
oh man, but so much of this reminds me of the times when I tried to exert my control or I tried to change and, 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 and change people and change circumstances by the words I said. How the words I say can be manipulative, right? And going on, um, our king knew when to speak and when not to speak. He knew those. So, what would it look like tomorrow morning? Okay, and I share with you guys. I think I shared with you either, I think it was last week, I shared with you like my March spiritual challenge of basically taking some inventory the evening before um, or the evening after, you know, at the, at the end of each day is to take some inventory. And there's two things I've learned. Number one is that's been really, really, really beneficial to give me an idea of, hey, Keith, what are all those ways that I was like, my mind was scattered, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like present, you know, um, but it also taught me, man, I had a couple of days I completely just didn't do it, you know, and how my routine that I have is so ingrained and in how even difficult that is to remember these things. But this is one of those questions tomorrow, like Keith, what would my daily life look like tomorrow if Jesus inhabited my body when I woke up? Don't, don't, don't read that theologically, okay? Don't go, well, but really, his spirit is in Yes, he is. I get it. I'm talking about actually Jesus himself, okay? How would it be? How would the morning be? How would relationships be? How would, you know, what would it be like? Right? That, that's a helpful question I ask myself. What would be different about my relationships and how I speak and, and, and treat people? If it was Jesus who was making all my decisions, would it be different? And then what needs to be addressed and changed? Because this, this section that we've just read, I mean, there is such a broad, I mean, it's, there's no way, absolutely no way that, that you could put up enough examples to hit where everybody's at when it comes to this concept of, of unsubmissiveness. Okay, there's just too much there. Unless we're willing to go and have some examination, but also, isn't it, this really lands in a place to hopefully show us that this is why we need each other too. Okay, because I, I think these are some of my biggest blind spots. Because in my heart of hearts, you know, I, I think I'm doing the right thing most of the time. And, and I give myself a lot of grace for my intention. And I tend to give less grace to other people for their intention. Okay. The, the, I'm saying all that to just say this is one of those blind spots, I think, for us. But, you know, when you consider it, when you go back and look at these words and you think of, you know, the, the, even how hard these words can sound, uh, submit to every human authority. Honor the emperor. Submit with reverence and fear to your masters and not the good and the gentle, but also the cruel. Is There is something about this that is unlocking something inside of us. That there's something about this that, man, for us to just kind of go through this and just kind of let it glance off, I think it's really going to be something that, that keeps us from living eternal life now. Right? He's, he's calling us to freedom. That, that's what's awesome. That's what's great about this. But when it comes up, when, when our lives butt up against this, that's what me and you, we get really angry and really frustrated and really impatient 
and all of those different things. So this, there's a, man, when we read this, uh, hopefully this is where, where me and you are in this section, just meditating and praying and applying and learning and helping one another with this and that we don't just scoot on by and, um, and, and continue to just take like one little sliver of a verse out of this that we just use for everything. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to 94000 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.